0: Welcome to Cisco Champions Radio. Today we'll be talking about advanced malware protection. So, I have a couple of people in the room with me today. Why don't we go around and introduce ourselves quickly?
2: Hi, everyone. It's Valeria here. Um, I'm Italian, come from Italy, so you may notice describe- Prime. From my accent. Um, so yeah, I'm actually working in Cisco since more or less two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm part of the uh, system engineering team uh, for Amphrame um, Point in Europe. I cover south of Europe mostly. Um, but of course, then I help all my other colleagues around Emir region.
3: Okay, uh, hello everybody. My name is David, and uh, I work for Verizon as a consulting engineer. Work at SD-WAN, NFV, OpenStack, and all that fancy stuff. And well, I'm a, I think I have some time being a Cisco champion and just interrogating people in the podcast domain. So. You're
1: fantastic. <laughs> and your tw- do you have? Are you on Twitter?
3: Yeah, I'm in Twitter. Yeah, I, I forgot that t- totally. Uh, <laughs> at David Samuel PS. And well, I I don't know if you need in- introduction, but would you mind telling us who you are, Denise? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Denise Fishburn. I work at Cisco System. Most people know me just as Fish. I'm a solutions architect at Cisco uh, nowadays with security. And my Twitter handle is at Denise Fishburn.
0: Oh, and I'm Lauren. And I do uh, influencer stuff. I technically lead influencer marketing, but I like to
3: say stuff. Uh, and I'm also known on the Twitter as Lauren.
0: As for me, I'm Ashley, and I'm on Cisco Product Marketing, and I'll be the moderator today. So let's get into it um, with the first question.
3: (laughs) Yes, exciting. So let's just start with the basics, and then we just build it up. So what exactly is Advanced Malware Protection? Sounds super fancy, so I'm actually curious about it.
2: For sure. Um, So Advanced Malware Protection is an endpoint security solution, first of all. When it comes to endpoint security solutions market, uh, it's pretty dense. There are a lot of different solutions. But usually, when we talk about endpoint security, we talk about either EPP, that stays for endpoint protection platform, or EDR, endpoint detection and response. And actually, AMP is both of them. So it has capabilities for both EPP and EDR. Can I ask what? Um... For sure.
1: Because it's funny, that's my first time ever hearing those other terms. So EPP is endpoint protection, and the other one's what?
2: EDR, endpoint detection and response.
1: Okay. And so AMP is actually both of those.
2: Exactly. So uh, just to make it clear, uh, EPP is basically what all the the antivirus were doing. Oh, okay. Um, And most of the cases, because of regulations, it's crucial to have an antivirus signature engine-based on the endpoint and this is why we have built one in order to make sure that we have both epp and edr uh, features on it
3: okay so what is what is this helping us to well to do in the networks because okay now what now we know the names now we know a little bit of both of the terms Uh, you said that you have built an antivirus it is in an antivirus what what do we have there
2: for sure uh so It's definitely much more than just an antivirus. (laughs)
3: Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So when we talk, when we think about antivirus, we think about a signature-based engine, right? Right. Um, And again, since like in most of the cases, you need to have one, we have built one. But actually, the main focus of AMP would be the EDR part, the endpoint detection and response, because it was more or less six years ago, that um, AMP was actually created. And it was one of the first EDR solution in the market, trying not just to prevent something, but the idea there was to grab visibility on each and every endpoint, to making sure you can then start your threat analysis, your malware analysis, and so on and so forth. So EDR.
1: so. Um And again, I'm just, I've never really heard of it from that perspective. So what would be an example of, like, so EPP is really just antivirus, AV type stuff. But EDR then, like, could you give me an example of of what that would be?
2: Yeah. Um, So EDR is anything that can help you do some analysis. Okay. Let me tell you about an example. So Today you realize that one of your endpoints is compromised, right? Oh,
1: not mine, David's. Yes, yeah, of yeah, yeah David. David's, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh my. Yeah.
2: So David's endpoint is All compromised there. with a super critical uh, event, and with an antivirus, you would just stop it and put it in quarantine right. if the signature is uh, is known. there. Exactly. Right. Um, but it's fine. We also work with antivirus signature. On the basis but then we have created a lot of engines on the top we we will talk about it probably yeah. later on. Um, so usually with the antivirus you say okay it's quarantine and i'm happy so there is nothing going on i don't care about really understanding what happened through the edr solution you can gather information on the endpoint to understand when did it happen how did it happen? How many endpoints were infected? So it gives you really a, a the whole it. view.
3: It's about intelligence. It's it's sucking all the info that actually you can get from all the events and then trying to build a or trying to well to see what happened before and hopefully trying to predict it.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So you can go back and forth uh, to really reconstruct the history of what happened. Uh, on the endpoint, on one and more endpoints. Yeah. Okay, I have a
3: funny question then because we usually have this problem in Windows. You try to put all the antivirus you can and I have a friend who says that if you want to get in trouble just try to get with <laughs> two of the same things. Right. So what exactly happens is you have an antivirus and then you have AMP there. So are we going to have some positive or false positive and then like this meme of the Spider-Man, you know, pointing to the other Spider-Man now you're the imposter. <laughs> so what happens here? <laughs>
0: <gasps> Internet security through Spider Man. And no. well, I have it's to... all about web.
3: It's a great visual. It's oh, all yeah. about
0: web. And bugs. I love it. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, I but I like I, that tagline. Uh,
3: that actually works very well. I'm trying to make it understandable. High five. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so who's the bad guy?
2: <laughs> so um, definitely never install two antiviruses on a single endpoint. But AMP is able to survive and to work with another antivirus installed on the endpoint and why is that? So whenever you want to make advanced malware protection work on an endpoint where an antivirus is already installed You need to make sure that you're not installing the driver for the antivirus solution of AMP One more time so (laughs) you have to avoid to install the drivers of the antivirus, which is included in AMP point okay. because you cannot have two antivirus at the same time in a single endpoint, because otherwise, the two drivers will create conflicts on the end. So,
1: as we always say, more is not better.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> like in APs. <laughs> <laughs> I added 50 to the room.
3: <laughs> Yay. Okay, yeah. then, then mean, actually, l- let me just take a little step back on it, because, okay, we can have AMP and the antivirus, and that's okay, but then let me get back to the signature stuff. Yeah, We have the antivirus always having a database of signatures on well-known information, all that. will work in another way, but yeah. the antivirus usually gets the signatures on the internet. So yeah. what does it happen if it's not in the internet? Yeah. So it's, it's, I'm going to just well, do the magic there, or what is going to happen?
2: Right. So we have a bunch of uh, engines that are working offline, uh, meaning they would not need uh, any internet connection. One of those will be actually the antivirus, because in any way, some of the signatures are already in the engine, and you don't need any cloud connection to check what is happening. Another one uh, would be Xprev, exploit prevention. This one works on a memory, on the memory itself, and uh, it basically helps you protect your endpoint from fileless malware. Suggest so protecting the memory. When the, the application gets loaded yeah. on the RAM, yeah. uh, the AMP driver is going to protect from file malwares to do process injection.
3: Okay. And
2: the other one would be MAP, malicious activity protection. This one is a behavioral engine. So we have created some rules that are working better if you're connected to the cloud because you have much more visibility on a uh, threat on behavior but you have some rules that are already running on your endpoint preventing you for example uh from being infected by ransomware
3: mm. okay so this seems like a very cool use case for mobile workers when they are just connecting from anywhere in the world maybe they just connect it to any random network and you know that it will be protected for it but then what if, let's suppose, for any reason, there is an endpoint that gets, in, gets infected? Example, Tiffany is Googling things that she shouldn't be Googling, right? What if we see that she is infected through a console? Can we just say, hey, Tiffany, you have been a very bad girl, and we, we just isolate her. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do we do with Tiffany? Like, stop Googling. So, what happens there? I'll
0: be listening to this at night, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you intended that, but... <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> oh
1: my I think God. Lauren wants to meet Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think,
3: yeah, Isn't I just... that your second name?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh <my goodness>. Maybe.
1: Maybe. <laughs> Okay, okay, clear. So what happens with okay. Tiffany? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Serious, come on. <laughs> it's really hard to be serious here. I
1: don't know why is Lauren whipping out her, her phone and looking up Tiffany. <laughs> Lauren put the phone down. Okay, now back to the
2: question. I was <laughs> taking pictures. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, so, so, so what happens there?
2: Uh, very good question. So uh, in order to isolate those, you either use ice which is our identity solution engine product, mm-hmm. or you use the endpoint isolations that we have included in AMP. So first of all, you would need to enable it in the policy. And and secondly, you would just need to click on start isolation, and then the AMP will not be able to connect to anything except the AMP console, because then you would need to use all the tools that we have to dig in, in what happened and respond
1: so we can shut it down so it's like it's like you're you're only going to the amp console and that's it exactly we can
2: cut
3: her off
1: yeah so tiffany will just yeah
3: you've been a very bad girl (laughs) 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 so uh, then the the question that comes after this is do we need anything installed in the computer what if the computer has nothing installed what if you have just a server which was just well, at some point, just spawn off some VM, and it has nothing installed, but is infected for some reason. What if it was a snapshot which was infest, infected before? I'm sorry.
2: So, uh, let me check if I got your question. So, your question is if I don't have Umfram Point yeah. installed on the endpoint, yes, what can we do? Exactly. So, there is a very very interesting uh, integration built in in Amfram Point without any. Um, on-top license and this is called Cognitive Intelligence. Oh, CI. Exactly. So, uh, CI was created by some PhD students in Prague. Um, They were basically collecting all the proxy information and then they were applying artificial intelligence on that to understand through the proxy logs what is going on, what was going on at the endpoint. And this is something that you have built-in on the endpoint the only thing that you on the endpoint console so the only thing that you have to do is to make sure that you send your proxy log to the cognitive intelligence and then what happened is that directly on your endpoint console you would have all the detection events arriving from cognitive intelligence so you have visibility also to those endpoints that do not have a frame point installed
3: so Does that mean that this is actually blocking CNC traffic if I got the endpoint infected?
2: So, if you have Unformed Point installed, we are monitoring each and every activity that the endpoint is doing. And we are tracking them in the device trajectory, which is a view of everything that the endpoint is doing. And we are also monitoring each and every network connection. And whenever we find that they are doing some connection to IPs that are known to be uh, common and controlled, we are going to block them. And this is based on threat feeds that are uh, arriving from Cisco and also from blacklists that you can create and also populate as much as you want.
3: Oh, so it means that in all this stuff, it gets back to Talos and all that, right? Of
2: course. Talos is always... Yeah, it's
3: like the big brother just having exactly. control over everything. Talos is watching. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so what if, okay, the endpoint was infected. Um, I'm again with the same endpoint, so let's blame Tiffany on this. And Tiffany. Uh, yeah, but we, we want to investigate. What I'm was like Tiffany checking? <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know. We have to fire her or whatever, but it doesn't matter. Wow. So what
1: if we get... You know, she has a family to support.
3: (gasps) Well, then you shouldn't have been checking that stuff. But so It was research. You never know. (laughs) But uh, what if it already happened and I need to investigate, okay, what happened? What was the fact? What was she checking? Then do I get some historical data? Hey, like, what were you checking? What was the file? What you double clicked or what happened there?
2: Yeah, so once you realize you have a compromised endpoint, so the first thing that you would do is isolate the host, and starting from that, you would dig in. So the first thing that I would do is making a forensic snapshot. Making a forensic snapshot means collecting a lot of data from the endpoints and having them visible in the console. And those datas are really in-depth information like each and every listening port, open shares, uh, every network interface they have, uh, all the users that are currently logged in, all the users that are configured on the operating system. And that would be the first phase. The second phase would And that's a forensic snapshot?
1: Yeah. Okay. So usually... instance it's pulled from the endpoint. Okay.
2: Exactly. So this was introduced with Orbital, but I'm sure we are going to talk about Orbital. Yeah, well, you mentioned I, I, it well, already. Well, hold on, so. hold on. I had okay. a question with that. But, yeah, uh, sure. but okay, so
1: the forensic snapshot is so so amp goes ahead and is this only when amp for endpoint is installed or also when it's not? Okay, so when it's installed, so it has this raw forensic snapshot of get grab all this and then send it up to the amp console exactly okay
2: so the way it works um so basically with orbital because it's based on orbital okay orbital is a new feature um that is based on os query based on what os query os query okay os query is an open source uh project and starting from them we built on this orbital feature orbital is also known as advanced search so orbital basically um, installs a process on the operating system that, uh, through a daemon on, on the background, collects in SQLite database tables information, so that through the Orbital portal, you can query each and every endpoint in real time, at the same time. So is the o, so
1: so you said OS query? Because this is my first time hearing about this. So OS query is some. Um, open standard thing, so so it has like SQLite. So does it have um, is this like an API thing that like. AMP talks to that, and then that goes and does whatever it's supposed to do?
2: Exactly. So okay. you have... Um, I got it right. <laughs> it, it, it's it's like an API connection, but it's done through yeah. SQL yeah, yeah. queries, of course. So you have a static connection between the endpoint and the cloud. Okay. So it's always on. And then from the orbital cloud, you like start querying your endpoints. And on the same way, you would use... These orbital queries, I mean, forensic snapshot is based on orbital queries. Okay. But instead of doing a single query, you would, like, grab all the information.
3: Yeah, you must you probably go to a parent level instead of going to a child. I mean, in, in databases. You collect everything. everything.
2: Okay. Is the forensic
1: snapshot only taken once we're, we've established that you're, like, bad? <laughs> uh no, I'm starting to worry about all the URLs <laughs> that I go to. You know, I work at Cisco <laughs> and, and I think got AMP it. on. It, so what's happening? <laughs> Has my name showed up internally within Cisco at any so, point in time? So no, so so this forensic snapshot. So is it only when it's labeled as bad, or can you go grab a forensic snapshot to get like a sampling?
2: So potentially you could do it at any time. Interesting, but it doesn't really make much sense. You don't want to stalk the people. You want to understand what they're doing because something bad happened.
3: So you don't want to stalk the people?
2: I mean, in most of the cases, no. But I don't know. Maybe You're laughing too (laughs) much
3: on this. (laughs) Okay, so talking about visibility, because this is another of the things that I wanted to bring up. Whenever we have all this visibility, then this undeniably brings me uh, to a higher level of governance, which is uh, threat response. So, how do we feed all this here? Because I I was talking with another colleague about threat response and, well, it looks like some kind of fantastic uh, aggregator of everything, but, well, I guess you're better for this than me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure not. So, uh, yeah, Cisco threat response is like the the new baby of Cisco security, right? So, everything uh, that we're trying to do is to make sure that each and every security product is integrated with Cisco Threat Response because Cisco Threat Response is then used as an analysis tool and helps you really having a context of what is happening not just on Unframe point, but gathering information from each and every product. And then From there, so if you have your Unframe Point and Cisco Threat Response integrated together via API, what you can do is not that you're only gathering information of events. Directly from Threat Response, you can push some actions. Like you can uh, quarantine a file, you can isolate a host, or you could even do an orbital query.
3: So even from Threat Response, I can isolate Tiffany.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect.
3: Yeah, that's fantastic. So so it means that what we are working or we're talking about threat response, but we are talking is about a a tool to integrate all the security ecosystem in Cisco. Just so, so am I right that all the tools that are working on the security space for Cisco will be just be able to put all the information there and they would just you this summary and well, a cute click buttons and stuff and then boom just well, fix it or, or fire her. Doesn't matter, right?
1: So should I be
0: concerned? Like, is there a Tiffany at one of your customers that you? I want don't know. No, no. I, I, no, think I actually picked like, Tiffany it's as, as ex- a random friend. Name. It's a oh, oh, friend. How do I reach? Oh God,
3: no. I does not her name, but okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> all right, yeah. sorry. Just hold on yeah. one second. We what, need to interview you, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. No, you later. Oh, no, I'll tell you later. Okay, I'll no, tell you later. Is this threat response? So for Cisco Threat Response. Um, yeah, I did hear that that AMP is one of the things that you can actually from Cisco Threat Response actually push out instructions down to some of Cisco security products, and AMP is one of them. So yeah. you could actually get a proactive thing that this thing is happening, and then push it down, and then that's it. Tiffany can't go to anywhere except (laughs) the AMP console.
3: (laughs) This is going to be the next one. Exactly.
2: So it's basically what we've said before on host isolation. The only difference, you're not pushing it from AMP FramePoint console itself by Cisco Threat Response. Because usually when you want to start some analysis, it's easier if you do it on Cisco Threat Response because it gives you like the big picture. More if you're just looking at the endpoint itself, right? Because you then have the information if that file arrived through a firepower uh, or through uh, the email security. You get
3: an something. email, or you might get Stealthwatch as well. I know, I know. I'm excited. I know. I, know. I knew she was like I know, thinking about I know, this. I
1: know. I've <laughs> already been thinking about that. I, I actually, in my playground, my plan is to add uh, AMP. And also um, CTR, because I was just talking to Ben. So we're going to add CTR. And I found out that CTR can push down and tell AMP to shut it down. Okay. so But I'm going to call the end host when I do that YouTube, David. Oh, I thought it
3: was Tiffany. <laughs> why, why not Tiffany? <laughs> yeah, that's okay, perfect. it'll be Tiffany. Tiffany. <laughs> so, Tiffany. So hold on a yeah. second because that's, then, then that brings me something else uh, just popping out of my head. Um, we're talking about the Cisco ecosystem. Does that mean it's totally closed? If I have another well, box that it's able to do security stuff, but well, I don't have a budget to buy it, but, but I need to put it there. What, what we want is an integrated system. So am I having a problem with this integration and how does it work?
2: So yeah, um when it comes to Cisco Threat Response, each and every integration must work on APIs. Okay. So if we are talking about Cisco security products, that's pretty easy because ev- you have some modules on Cisco Threat Response, you click okay, add this module for and point, you have to copy and paste some API credential, and it's done. If you do want to integrate it with third parties or um both cloud and on-prem, mm-hmm. those uh, products we need to have APIs, or they would need to be able to query the Cisco Threat Response APIs to gather them from Cisco Threat Response information.
3: Yeah, that's perfect. But nonetheless, it's that you, you can extend it. You can make it compatible. It's not like. People might think that whenever you put this kind of solution there and okay, it works better with the ecosystem, but it doesn't mean that it will not be working with something, which is actually not Cisco. So it's not this kind of locking, we can integrate it with other things and well and build our own, let's say, landscape analysis, right? Well that looks fantastic for me. So you have any other question, Denise?
1: No, I don't. I I do have one one quick question that I'm just gonna to toss out there. You talk to customers a lot. What is the biggest confusion for them about AMP?
2: So, yeah, uh, the first question that I usually get is, is it an antivirus or is Uh, it like an EDR solution? Can I uh, use it to substitute the antivirus that I have in place? So that's the, the first concern that they have. And then we would dig into all the different engines that AMP has. Cool.
3: Well, wow, this sounds fantastic. fantastic. I'm sorry, I see I'm getting there uh, already. A <laughs> Tongue tied around Tiffany, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's because of her. Let's blame her because anyway, everything has been. You've
1: been blaming Elsa, everything else oh, on that's her. I tell perfect. you, everybody well, has history. to pay for it. Oh she
3: infected everything. All right. <laughs> so anyway, thank you very much for oh your time here. It's been amazing, and well.
0: Are you doing a wrap-up? Th-
3: no, no, no. Wait, it's on here. No,
0: nope. that was good. Wait, no, no, up wait. I just, is, um, I just forgot to make the signal.
3: Hold it on a second. Wink, wink. So now it's on here. Oh,
0: now it's me. Okay. <laughs> well, this has been another great episode of Cisco Champions Radio. Big shout-out to everyone here in the room today. Thank you so much for being here and talking. And big shout-out to Tiffany as well for all these interesting mistakes that she's making. So... <laughs> It's good to have an imaginary friend. It is. Yeah. It is. Makes it a little less <laughs> long. Thank assignment. you. Thanks everybody. Thank <laughs> plus.